Hey ladies, I'm Tori and I'm Wendy. Welcome to the Fruitful Vine, where we delight in motherhood and life one honest conversation at a time. Oh, also, I am going to try something new with this introduction. I'm Tori. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for for not telling me what it is at all. So that way I can be genuinely surprised. And I'm Wendy. I mean, it's not that awesome, but (laughs) I'm I'm just getting sick of our, hey, hey. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Action. Welcome to the Fruitful Vine. Hello, hello, ladies. Welcome to the Fruitful Vine, where we, what's our tagline? (laughs) Where we, (laughs) we delight in the, we delight (laughs) in the joys of motherhood. One honest conversation at a time. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, Ladies, welcome to our podcast. I'm sorry we're filming this in the middle of the day and I just had a brain fart. But I am Tori and I am with my lovely co-host, Wendy. And we're excited to talk to you for the next 35, 45 minutes. Right, Wendy? So excited. It's so nice to connect with you guys and to connect with each other, to be honest, because without this, it's like we don't get an opportunity to have an excuse to sit down and just chit chat. So this is our excuse to hang out. No, it's so true. Between, you know, our lives are so simple. Like it's motherhood, it's homeschool. It's like taking care of the house. It's, I mean, it's also like being an entrepreneur. But if you think about it, that's like four things. But those four things require full intentional energy. Because I was like examining my life like I do almost every day. I literally do it a little too much. (laughs) I was talking to my therapist and I'm like, we need to learn how to have fun. Like her and I, we need to learn to lighten up a little bit. But I was looking at my life and I'm like, there's really nothing I can cut out. Like everything that I'm giving my time to is so beautiful. And it's what I want to give my time to, which is a a beautiful place to be in, honestly, but it it all takes a lot. So between all that, This is nice to have these afternoons where I'm just talking to you, Wendy. Yes, yes. Just a moment to catch up. Because like you said, you you lose yourself in all the things that you have to do. Because honestly, they're full-time jobs for most people. (laughs) Like (laughs) full-time housekeeper, full-time teacher, a full-time, I mean, a homemaker, just to be a mom, just a logistics of it all the um managing everybody's appointments and kissing all the boo-boos and doing all the things like i mean it's a lot you know i mean and it's not like we're just homeschooling all one grade you know like if you were a teacher it'd just be one but we're preschool teachers we are elementary school teachers and someday soon we'll be high school teachers too so it's a lot it's a lot so these it's nice to have this time to catch up. And I know I've heard from a lot of the ladies that listen to our podcast that this is like a break for them too. It's like, they feel like they're hanging out with us, which is super sweet. That's amazing. We all get to take a breath and a pause together, ladies, and we're all in this together. So that makes the fight a little easier. That's right. That's right. You're not alone. You are not alone. What are you sipping today, Wendy? Well, today I am having some black tea 
and a little bit of lemon and what is that? A honey, honey in there because I have to avoid cane sugar. Turns out I have a food sensitivity to cane sugar. I was going to ask about um, your test and all that and your tummy issues. Is that part of it? Yes. Cane sugar is one of them. But like my major huge one, which was like completely shocking to me is almonds, which was like, I'm like, what? Almonds is life. Like, what are we even talking about right now? You know what I'm going to say about (laughs) this, right? (laughs) My almond milk? Y'all want to take my almond milk? No, No, I love almond milk. They're going to say it's crunchy. No. Okay. Almonds are good for you and they're delicious. No, I love almond milk. I love healthy foods. Okay. I don't just eat Doritos. I never eat Doritos. However, why even bring up Doritos then? Because I kind of was thinking about them. Actually, maybe I will go get me some Doritos because I am an intuitive eater. (laughs) I'm kidding. kidding. But um, what I was going to say is, you know, there's this whole school of thought that believes if you eat too clean, like that is what mm. develops the food allergy. So no, I 100% agree, except those people didn't think about me. Wendy is like, <laughs> as clean as it can be. But don't put no cake or candy in front of me. I'll, I'll, I'll tear it up. Wendy, <laughs> I just realized Justin and I were having a conversation about addictions. And of course, I was on my high horse. And I was like, I'm not addicted to anything. I am addicted to sugar. Like it is bad. I journey made a cake and I'm pretty sure I ate like, (laughs) like three fourths of it. (laughs) It's a problem. I'm working on it now that I'm aware. Okay. That's why you have to be honest with yourself. Cause I really thought I didn't have addictions and ladies. What about coffee? Mm. No. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. Can I live? Can you just let this super introverted, like, examiner of her life live? Can I just have coffee? So, Tori, what are you sipping on? (laughs) Good old black coffee. (laughs) And you guys, I know I said I was going to try to limit my caffeine. And I do. Most days I have one cup in the morning and I'm good. Um, but this is, this is my third cut, but it's because it was early morning. Oh, we have a baby. Yeah. Daddy's not letting you have goldfish. He's Tell him that is blasphemy and you are <laughs> allowed to have goldfish. Can you say blasphemy? Yep. Tell him mommy said that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how that. Okay. So it's not just me. Like they tell on their dad when it comes to me all the time, like, like I'm their dad's mom. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. We got into that topic in therapy that I'm going to add that. (laughs) I'm going to add that to our list of things to talk about. Um, no, the funny thing is when they tell on their fathers, like, like, and somebody else is around and it sounds like child abuse, like daddy, you know what I mean? I can't think of a good example, but I'm like, Oh, honey, <laughs> I can't think of a good example when it comes. I'll share. Cause I've had one of those where I'm like, Oh, this is so cringe. Like, I don't even know what to do in this moment. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Now, Tori, 
What are we transitioning into right now, Tori? Consumption luncheon. Okay, ladies, so this segment, Consumption Munchin, Wendy and I will take turns sharing anything that we've been consuming, anything that's been life-changing, or any seeds that our minds have just kind of been marinating on. Uh, So it can be from a book, from a TV show, from a movie, from a conversation, from something that happened in life. Anything that we've kind of been munching on, we're going to share. Yes. It is time for Consumption Munchin. That's right. What you consuming on? Wait, you're supposed to give Sam a pause. Oops. (laughs) What you consuming on, girl? We're so professional. Okay, so with my membership, the Womanhood Membership, um, we have been reading Brene Brown's The Gifts of Imperfection Mm -hmm. for the month of January. And It is your guide to a wholehearted life. And I know that, you know, a lot of these, like, let me help you books are, um, for me, I've just read so many that I'm over it. And most of them are, I'm like, you're saying the same thing. Like, really? I could have, I could have wrote this book because you're you're just paraphrasing another book. Um, But I find I'm in love with Brene Brown now. Like, honestly, she's my consumption munchin, not even just this book. I'm just um, inspired by how honest and vulnerable she chooses to live. And that Mm. is her life's work. It's all about um, shame and how, you know, you're only as sick as your secrets and shame only has power when it's, when it's hidden, right? Like you can't, once you speak something, once you confess something like God's word tells us to do. Um, there's no shame in it. There's only forgiveness and there's only grace. And so I just find this book empowering. Um, there's like living a lie, right? Right, right. And you say that term like, Ooh, you're living a lie or you're keeping a little secret. But then like the irony is that once you stop, there's so much freedom and beauty on the other side of, I'm going to accept this. I'm going to confess it. I'm going to ask for help. And I'm going to move forward. And it can be something as simple as you yell at your kids too much or something happened to you as a child and you've been harboring it in for years. It's such a simple thing, Tori. It's mm -hmm. so simple that it's amazing to me how God it is because God says, don't lie. And He's, he's telling you, don't lie for a reason. Like he's trying to protect you from becoming an imposter. He's trying to protect you from all these things. It's so simple, but our sinful nature, we as humans, the enemy, whatever you want to call it, it's real and it's so powerful and it's so ever present that it's like, it destroys people. It destroys people that it's like, like you said, confess like he's telling you to confess for a reason like these little lies or these little things that like you say that we keep they they fester they fester and they grow and they harm like like you said yelling at your kids like it's not necessarily a lie but then it gets turned into this thing Right. Because, because what's the root of that? The root of that is that yelling is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit. 
whenever there is sin in our lives, that root goes deep, right? And so it's not about just like, I yell every day. It's like, no, you have to get to the root of the issue. And for most of us adults, the root of our issues go all the way back to childhood, which is why I am so pro therapy because you need God. Like God's word is supreme, right? His, his word cannot go out and come back void. Like his word is true. Every self-help book, if it works, like for example, the secret, the secret, that book was huge. He literally took it from Proverbs 23, seven, which is as a man thinketh in his heart. So is he like God's words. If anything on this earth works, it's not because some human thought of it. It's because it's in the Bible. I don't know. And that to me, that's so comforting because what's also in the Bible is forgiveness, understanding, mm-hmm. grace, renewal, like restoration. And so if we can just cut where that sin continues to just ruin our life, if you can just cut that root and really embrace it and be honest with yourself, be honest with the people you're living with, I think that's where true growth happens. And it's so, like you said, it's so godlike, it's so spiritual because it's God, because he's so right, because he knew what he was saying, right? It's just, it's just, it's amazing to me how like you can see God in everything good. And, and how everything bad points back to God. <laughs> like everything, right? And, and it's so, so 10 commandments simple. Girl. So simple. But that's why I love how intentional you are about self-evaluation because of the fact that these sins can come and take root and they can come and you won't even know it. You won't even recognize it because like even Jesus said, even when you get angry, it's like committing murder. Like we don't even think about just the smallest of small things that can take root in our lives. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's a, it's important. It might sound crazy, but it is important to do your self-evaluation too much. Right. Right. <laughs> and I posted this on Instagram a couple of days ago, but it's like, also like, don't be on a high horse. Don't mm. think that you know too much or you're too good or you read your Bible too much. The enemy will come for anyone. And if we don't examine ourselves, which I didn't get that from the, from myself, guys, that's in the Bible too. Like each man <laughs> ought to examine himself so that we know our points of contention so that Mm. the enemy cannot sneak into that point of contention and destroy us, you know? So be very mindful of going around telling other people how to, um, the thorn that you see in their eye, because mm -hmm. 100% there is a plank in your eye. Just be very, very careful when you come for people, especially if you don't have a relationship with them, be very, very careful. Absolutely. And like, can we just stop? Can we just stop? I know it's so easy to judge, but it's like after 2020 and my personal things that I went through, I'm like, people are broken at the end of the day. We're all broken. And I don't understand this. Like I'm better than you because I do this and I do this. Like, no, we're all broken and praise God. There is a complete and whole God and savior who looks at us and says, I still love you. I'm still here, even in your brokenness and your weakness. I am strong. Like I like that's, oh, we're so lucky. We're so lucky to have Jesus. Honestly. Love it. 
Love it. So, so true. So, Tori, what are we talking about today? So, speaking of love and grace and forgiveness, Mm -hmm. we are talking about the five love languages and not necessarily like the book chapter by chapter, but just how those uh, play in our real life relationships. And knowing someone's love language is vital to understanding them and having grace with them and loving them how Christ would love them. And we're called to love others the way Christ has loved us. Um, And I feel like the five love languages is a great place to start. So true. So true. And I think that it's just taken for granted loving somebody the way that they feel loved. And it's... I think it goes a lot of times without recognition how often we tend to try to love people how we feel loved. Mm -hmm. And that's any relationship. And that's with anybody in your life. Because a lot of the times people will come at you as, oh, you know, I'm they feel as if they've loved you. They feel as if they've shown you that they love you. And then you're like, I didn't even know. (laughs) Like I don't feel that from you, you know? With all that being said. Tori, how do you feel loved? So I finally am comfortable enough in my own skin, I guess, to admit that the way I feel loved is um, gifts and acts of service. And the reason why, did you know that? Nailed it. Oh my gosh. Nailed it. Nailed it. I wonder if I'm going to nail you. (laughs) What are your, what are, okay, let me guess yours. Okay, Um, go. I'm going to say acts of service. Yep. That's one. That's number And That's number two. Yeah. Words of affirmation? No. Oh, physical touch. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Not an ew. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. So. I, I don't like to be touched. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't touch me, Sam. <laughs> You're like, No. No, no. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, no, no. Okay, okay. So definitely acts of service. You got that. Yes. What What's do you think your other that? one? Um, okay, so there's gifts, there's words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time. That's it. Quality time and That's physical it. touch. We should have named the five of them in the beginning, but those yeah. are the five ladies. So okay, how did you discover that those were your love languages? I took the test, but oh, but nice. even before taking the test, I've always known. I am somebody that the more time I spend with the person, like the more attached I get to them and the more I'm like, I will do anything for you type of person. Like I just love quality time. Um, and, and yeah, it's bad. Like I just, like, I'm like, you don't want to. You don't ever have me? to go to work. You could just stay with me forever. <laughs> so let's just, yeah. let's just glue our bodies. That's to it. Each that's other. it. That's it. I love it. And I'm the type of person that you could still be giving me access service, which is my number two, and it, it's very important to me as well. But I still wouldn't feel loved if I'm not spending time with you. Like mm. I have to spend the time. I have to spend the time because if I don't get that time, there is a disconnect that happens 
that I can't control. Like, it's not like I'm like, no, Wendy, Wendy, it's in your mind. It's in your mind, Wendy. You really, you're good. You're good. It's like, it's like event. I can't control it. I start to feel disconnected from the person and I start to get guarded and I start to um, just like feel like, okay, I got this. I'm going to just, I'm going to run this thing on my own. I'm just going to, I'm going to do it. I don't, I don't need you. I-N-D-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. I'm like, like it all happens so right. quick like that. Right. Um, but yeah, so quality time, we have to spend time together. We got to be like best friends forever buddies because it's very much out of sight, out of mind for me. So how did you figure out that yours was gifts? And I knew it. I knew it. But how did you I, figure out? Well, okay. Pause. I, in my earlier twenties, I used to be very much words of affirmation and quality time somewhere, which I was going to ask if yours have changed yet, because somewhere along my life, um, I was all of a sudden like, no, maybe it's when I became a mother. I was like, no, I don't need quality time with nobody (laughs) but myself. (laughs) Um, so it's not quality time anymore. I still like words of affirmation, but my therapist made a point on words um, of affirmation. She said she almost hates calling that a love language because that should be a human right. Like everyone should be told, hey, you're doing great, right? So with that said, as I got older, I I put on, I tend to put on my blinders and just do what needs to be done. So if it's kids, if it's homeschool, if it's work, if it's cleaning, I just do it. Right. Hmm. So I don't need you to be there cheering me on. I don't need to see you. I don't need to touch you. I do need you to do your part. Right. And that's what acts of service is to me. Like I'm not in this alone. Someone else is like seeing, acknowledging my hard work and, and helping me and then gifts. I, how did you know that? Because I feel like I just last year, maybe the year before that, we got a phone call and it wasn't good news. And my friend went to Aldi's, got like some red wine, which her and I love watching Outlander together. And the wine was called Outlander. And Mm. she got me some like all chocolate covered almonds and like, oh, and the wasabi almonds. So she like filled up a little bag. She put it on my porch. She rang the doorbell and she left and gifts just to me, they let me know that someone's thinking about me. And you're thought of and you're cared for. Yeah. So that's what both gifts and acts of service mean to me. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not just this loner who no one notices. Like Mm. the people in my life notice me. And I think that makes me feel loved. Well, uh, uh, two questions. I mean, two answers. First one, I knew about the gifts because I see how happy it makes you to gift other people. And so you can usually tell what somebody's love language is by how like into it they are. You know what I mean? Like if you got got somebody that they just come to your house and they clean and like, and they're doing like mother-in-laws tend to be like that. They're cleaning, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're doing this. You're like, oh, okay. You're an acts of service person, you know? Mm -hmm. But I noticed the care and the time that you spend into getting Christmas gifts for your kids. Mm -hmm. Like just like the whole thought process and the excitement behind it. I'm like, she more excited than the kids. Oh, (laughs) absolutely. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> like I can tell, like it's just you're beaming, or like when you got your sunglasses, girl, you would have thought somebody gave her gold. She loved those sunglasses, and they were fourteen dollars. Like it, it's like the littlest things, the littlest things. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm like, yeah, she gifts has to be her thing. But for me, acts of service. Why do I love acts of service? Um, being raised by a single mom who had to do everything on her own, who had to like raise her kids, work, uh, do all the things. When my husband helps me by taking the kids off my hands or taking the kids, they his kids too. But you know what I mean? Like being like, you, that go, again. <laughs> like you go relax and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be single dad for a little bit when, or when he washes the dishes or when he um, just notices that when things need to be done and then he does these things without being asked or just notices that things need to be done and just does it. Or it just like when I used to work, he would um, make my lunch and iron my uniform for me and just do these things. It makes me feel loved. It makes me feel cared for. It makes me feel like you are not doing this alone. You are not doing this like how your mom had to do it. You have a partner. You're not by yourself. And Mm -hmm. there's nothing else that can make me feel more loved than that, you know? Absolutely. Okay. So funny story to kind of lead us into our spouse's love languages. So Justin is borderline OCD. My house is clean all the time because I've learned to adapt to living with someone with OCD. Like you just pick things up, right? And and it's not severe OCD. I know that some people have severe OCD, so I don't want to make that a lighthearted thing. However, every time he cleans up, I'm like, he's being so annoying. He's just doing this because it needs to be his way. And recently, as in like last week, he was like, but wait, 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 you know that I also clean and pick things up to help you, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, I actually didn't. Like, I really thought this was just your selfish way of, of picking up, right? So when it comes to these love languages, we really have to not assume that, that our spouses, that our children know how mm. we're trying to love them, even if it's in their language, because mm. things could just be a habit. From the day we got married, he's always been super clean, super orderly. So I literally had no clue. And now that he told me that, I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. You're cleaning up. That's so kind. But speaking of that, what is Sam's love languages? Have you always known? Because Justin and I read the book, but I'll save that for later. You go. First of all, never read the book. So let's, let's start there. I've never read the book, but I've I, go I read it like 10 years ago. So it's yeah. been a while. So I picked up love languages. We took that test one time or no, we did it. I took the test, but I've, I don't know. I've always known how he feels loved and he's very uh, aware of how he feels loved. So he will tell you like, this is how I feel loved. But <laughs> I don't think I do a great job at loving him the way that he feels love. Oh, that means his love is physical touch? His is physical touch, but that's my last. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. my what last. A, what a conundrum. <laughs> Girl. Girl. Like, like, it's to the point that, you know how you mentioned, like, 
you can't assume that people know what your love languages are. I've had to tell my children, like when I'm upset, like their go-to is let's go give mommy a hug to make her feel better. I've had to tell them, like you can ask any one of them and they'll be like, yeah, mommy doesn't like to be touched. (laughs) Stay away. (laughs) That sounds so bad. Like, and and it's, I don't like to be touched out of turn, if that makes sense. Like I'm good with them. Like I hug my kids. Okay, guys, I hug my kids. All right. And I love all my kids and I love on them and kiss on them and all the good stuff. But if I'm in a bad mood, that is not the way to put me in a good mood. Like, don't touch me. Don't, don't touch me. Like, right. so like, they'll be like, okay, mommy's, mommy's upset. Let's just go clean the house. Okay. <laughs> or let's just, let's just give her some time or we can just sit next to mommy while she tries to figure this out. But they know, like, you can't come to me hugging me. Like, I, I just, I don't, when I am upset, my first thing to shut off is touching me. Like, Absolutely. Um, So, but all that to say, his love language, number one is physical touch. And number two is gifts. Closely followed by acts of service. Gifts and acts of service. They can flip-flop, but he he loves like a good, thoughtful gift. Like he's he just gets giddy. And it's just like, yo, we are and and those are my last two, like gifts and physical touch. And those are his like top so i have to be very intentional about and and clearly guys i'm fine okay i got four kids we found a way to touch um (laughs) i hate when people say that because technically that could mean that you've only had sex four times (laughs) (laughs) i'm like what does that have to do with anything (laughs) facts i but but this is a true question so how do you mindfully maneuver this situation because I'm like you like I like physical touch but it's number three I would say oh that's not bad yeah but like when I'm with a man who physical touch and words of affirmation are his love language to the point where he will touch me all day he will ask my kids he's always slapping my butt he's always like saying all these words and I'm just like oh yay so sweet (laughs) but like, like, and and I let him do that because that he is expressing his I'm sorry. I had to say no. So that's good of you. I had to be like, um, babe, I don't like that. No, I understand me the way I want to be loved and I'll touch you. Okay. I'll touch you. (laughs) Are you doing a good job touching him? Wendy, I'm getting better. Good job. I'm getting better. Good um, job. That's I, all that matters. Yes, right? Progress over perfection, okay? Amen. So, Amen. so what I do is I attach habits to certain things. So, so anytime we're driving in the car together, I make sure that I hold his hand, okay? All right? That's good, right? That's, that, good. that's great. Right? right? And, and I make sure that once a day, Okay, that might not be a lot for some people, but I mean, zero is once is better than zero. Once a day that I give him a kiss, just once a day. Yo, did you kiss your husband today? Did you? Because if seriously, I'll go all day. I it didn't pop up, but I make sure that at least, at least, ladies. Okay, sometimes it's more, but at least once a day, I'm intentional about giving him a kiss because I can get so wrapped up into all things mom and homeschooling and homemaking that I completely forget about him as a person, as a man, as an individual. So I make sure that 
hand-holding while we're driving the car. And that- I love that. I love that you have those two specific things that you put yes. into place. That's beautiful. Yes. yes. And at some point, I touch his shoulder, guys. I touch his shoulder. <laughs> Living big. I'm so proud of you. Way to tackle that physical That's touch. It. That's right. That's right. Just jump right on top of it. Just access service, I'm good with. Like access service when it comes to him, I'm I'm good with because that's my yeah. love language, you know? Right. Like so it's like, yeah, I'll I'm cooking. I'll wash your clothes. You know what you That's, need. You need somebody to type for you. I'll type for you. Like I'm good for that. But um, the physical touch, I got to do better. But you know what? I stick with the top three. Once they become habit, then we add three more. That's it. We just get better. Right. Right. I can do. So words of affirmation, I struggle with all of a sudden. And again, I've been talking to my therapist about this, and I think it goes back to I had a mom who never affirmed anything in me. So when it comes <laughs> to people, horrible. I know, I know. So when it comes to people, but it's crazy when it comes to my kids, I'm like, yes, you are you this do. and this and this. Yes. Yeah. Speak yeah, them. absolutely. But when it comes to grown people, I'm like, why I got to tell you, you amazing. Like, <laughs> why <laughs> you're right you're right that would be hard for me if that was one of his like you're right you're right, right? already so big like oh Wendy Wendy I did not know that words of affirmation was one of his love languages until like three weeks ago because <laughs> because his whole life like he's this big fiery journey too. journey is words of affirmation really Yes. And you wouldn't guess it because they're so confident. They're so fiery. They're so witty. Like I am not about to affirm anything because you're way too confident. If anything, we need to water you a little bit. Yeah, okay? yeah. Humbleness <laughs> is a thing. It's a Be thing. humble. So I, I just never knew it. And now I'm aware of it. And I, ladies, it is hard. It's hard. It has been a struggle for me. And when I do do it, it sounds so fake. So <laughs> awkward. You're so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) No, like I'm trying so hard. You know what you need to do? You need to do encouragement rather than praise because praise can be disingenuous and praise, praise is hard. Like, I mean, it's just, it's just sugar. It's just sweetness. Wendy, that's essentially what my therapist told me. She was like, sweetness. Right. And if you're, so Journey and Justin are very like, monotone energy like they're very much like here yet when I praise them I'm like oh my god that is so amazing (laughs) and my therapist was like that can sound very disingenuous like (laughs) that doesn't sound genuine to them because they're like why are you talking in a high-pitched voice (laughs) so you're right you're right keep going So, so definitely what I would recommend is encouragement so encouragement you're going to talk about things that they're actually doing. You're, you're going to talk about things that you can actually see for journey. Thank you so much for wiping down the table. That really helped me um, get things done and get things orderly so that we can move on. That's like words that are actually are true. You know what I mean? Or you are so diligent. You're so perseverant. You um, like things that you can like things that add value to them. What, what amazing does. <laughs> You're so right. That is brilliant. So encouragement, 
over praise. And, and it's so much easier because then it also forces you to look at things that they're doing, look at the positive and look at the positive things that they're doing. So like you said, when he does clean up, thank you so much for cleaning up the house for me because that took, that took out 10 minutes out of the things that I had to do for the day. So that's, those are things that you can actually, that's real. That's true. You know, exactly. And come to think of it, that's what I do with the kids. Like, Today at lunch, Teo was the only one sitting down like he was supposed to. And I was like, Teo, thank you so much for sitting down like you're supposed to. Journey had the most positive spirit today, got all her schoolwork done like that. And in that moment, I said, Journey, thank you for showing up today with such a positive attitude. And that meant the world to her. And she was like, she felt it. She was like, okay, mom's not just being fake. Yes, yes. Okay, so to sum all this up, which maybe we'll have a second episode about how our kids feel loved. But the point of Dr. Gary Chapman, that is the author of The Five Love Languages. And the reason why this went so viral is because essentially he made everyone realize that love is a verb. Love is a choice. Love is a choice and love is a verb. And you need to, you know, saying I love you unless you're words of affirmation. And even then, that's not enough. We have to be, we have to show love. We have to be love. It is an action. So just keep in mind, um, while you're busy loving all the people in your home, it's a verb. And we, that also means it's going to take work. (laughs) Work. That's so true. It does take so much work. It, it, it takes so much intention. And then the other thing is the more people you have in, the, in your home, the more different love languages you have to deal with that are not even your own. It's like all of my children. That's not true. Wow. Two, two out of four of my children's love languages is physical touch. So you got to understand, I'm overtouched, <laughs> but I have to love all my kids the way that they feel loved. When you put it like that, that is an excellent form of birth control. (laughs) (laughs) All natural birth control. You don't want to love too many people in too many different love languages. (laughs) Ladies, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We pray that you remember to lean into the one true vine while you are busy being the fruitful vine. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Why is that the first time that we actually did it at the same time? (laughs) That was great. Good job. (laughs)